Well, welcome everyone to Faith Church and welcome to our Christmas Eve service. Thank you for coming and being part of uh, this special time here today. And uh, thank you for just um, you know, coming and just celebrating the real meaning and the real reason for the season here today. I'd like to welcome you all if this is your first time here. We're so glad to have you. You can keep those strings going if you want to. That's not a problem at all underneath me. That's not a problem. I love that sound there. Um, you know, this day has always bought, uh, been a special time for me. I don't know about you, but Christmas Eve has always had a special sense of anticipation and, and an excitement uh, in my heart and in my life growing up. I, I just remember from a child uh, at Christmas Eve, really leading even all the way up to where I am today, Christmas Eve has always meant that it won't be long now. Just another day, and Christmas Day is upon us. It's the next big thing on the calendar. It's right at the door, and uh, we're just 24 hours away from the big day of Christmas. All the preparations that have taken place for days, for weeks, and maybe even for some of us, months, leading up to this special time is culminating in tomorrow's celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. You know, there's another day of, uh, that's getting ready to come upon us, another day of celebration, another day that we've been anticipating for hundreds, really thousands of years, ever since Jesus ascended to heaven on that day and said, I'll be back. I'm going to come back soon, so keep yourself ready. The first time Jesus came was in the form of a baby in a manger. The second time Jesus is going to come back as the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And we look forward to that day, amen? Amen. amen. Christmas has always been about excitedly waiting, hasn't it? And the idea of Christmas, not just with the anticipation of presence and the anticipation of the special things that took place, that are going to take place on that day, we know that He's coming again. And even though it may seem like that it's taking forever, just like sometimes where Christmas feels like it's going to take forever to get here, especially as a kid, is it ever going to get here? It may seem like it's taking forever for Jesus to come back, but I promise you He is coming back, and I promise you it's going to be worth the wait. Christmas is worth the wait. The first arrival of Jesus, the first Christmas ever, was also an event that was a long time coming. The people of God were familiar with the promises that had been given to them hundreds, hundreds of years earlier in the book of Isaiah and other Old Testament books. Before any manger, before any angels, before any star, before any wise men, they trusted God. They trusted His faithfulness, and they believed that God would come through. I'm so thankful that God is not a man that He would lie, amen? But all of His promises are yes and amen. All of His promises are true. We can count on them. And we know that the promises that God made some hundreds, if not even thousands of years before, even if you read in the book of Genesis, the very first promise that Jesus would come. And He did come, did He not? Some 2,000 years ago, in this tiny little town called Bethlehem, there's a young couple that we see portrayed here named Joseph and Mary. 
And Joseph and Mary found themselves in a farm shed, just a little stable off to the side of an inn because the inn was even too full to accommodate even a pregnant woman. It was there in this stinky, dingy, dirty manger that the Savior of the world was born. From the God of the universe living up in heaven, the throne of heavenly grace, would come to the earth as a vulnerable baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know, there's more than one account of this miraculous event in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But today I want us to visit this moment in time that changed all of history from another perspective, a different vantage point. I'd like for us to see what we can learn today from the book of John. It doesn't have the traditional characters of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and all. But it does have a special meaning and message for us this morning. And I want you to follow along, if you will, on the screen, starting in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 9. It says this, the true light that gives light to everyone has come into the world. You know, the way this version of the Christian story goes in the book of John, chapter 1, there's a light that has entered into the world. This light was born into darkness. This light was born into a world that was full of sin and brokenness. This light was not just any light because this light was the true light, the light everyone had been waiting for. I'd like for you to turn off all the lights in the sanctuary for just a little bit. I want you to see what this utter darkness looked like in the sense of really what even was going on in the world. There was not even a star shining. It's so dark that the light of the star is off. Now, when Jesus arrived on the scene, it was a fulfillment of promises from long ago. In fact, the book of Isaiah speaks to a day that a light would dawn on the people who were living in deep darkness. This light brought hope to a hopeless situation. This light in the darkness brought peace to a people who had lived in chaos. This light brought joy to the world that was miserable. This light brought love to the human race that had forgotten about God. Jesus was known in the scriptures as the light of the world. He came into the world to shine his holy light into the darkness of our lives. He came to shine his light into the darkness of sin that we hide in the corners of our lives. Jesus has come to shine the light on the places that he would, that we would rather him not. The dark corners that no one else knows about. He's here to shine that light. And by the way, that light is not to shame us and it's not to embarrass us, but that light is to deliver us from the bondage of sin and to restore us back to God the Father. Also, Jesus came to shine the light not just into our dark corners, but he also shined the light on the right way for us to live. He shines the light down our paths so that we don't stumble and so that we don't fall. He shines a light in order for us to order our steps. He shines the light in order for us to know the path along our journey 
and to make our steps sure. How many knows it's hard to navigate in a dark and broken world? There's a lot of paths that we can take that will lead to destruction. Jesus said that wide is the path that leads to destruction, and many travel it. We see that happening in the world even today. But narrow is the path that leads to life, and few travel it. Listen to me today. The only way that we can successfully navigate through life is by allowing the light of Jesus to guide us in the paths of righteousness that brings us life not only to the full here on this earth, but one day it'll bring us life eternal in heaven. You know, everywhere we go this time of year, we see Christmas lights. I love Christmas lights. I love them because for me, it's a constant reminder that while many of us may be familiar with the story of the baby born in a manger, it's also about a great light that has come into the world to brighten up what otherwise feels dark. And church, we dare not miss this. John gives a warning within the passage about the dangers of missing who this true light is as we continue reading in our text in John chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. It says that Jesus was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. You see, as Jesus miraculously came into the world a world that was actually created through him and is held together by him, the world did not recognize him for who he really was. It's a tragedy, actually. Though many were waiting for the Messiah to appear and redeem all that God had created and bring peace to the world, when the Messiah shows up, the majority doesn't even recognize him. But why? Why did they not recognize him? How could the signs not be clear? How could, they have, how, how could those signs have flown under the radar of so many people? Well, here's why. Unfortunately, I believe the main reason was because Jesus didn't look like the kind of Savior that they were hoping for. They thought they were being promised a military warrior who would come and overthrow Rome. They thought that they were being promised an activist who would lead the Jews in protest of the oppressive powers. Instead, what God had promised was even better, though. More powerful than any military might and activist rallies was this humble birth of God in the flesh and a sacrificial life that would free the world from sin. Church, that's the light that came into the world, into Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago, and He is the same light for you and for me today. So let me ask you this morning, what sort of Savior are you looking for? Let's be careful today, in the midst of all that's going on in our world, that we don't miss the gift of Jesus. Church, don't miss the gift of Jesus. This past week, a little sparrow ended up inside of our house. This is a true story. I'm not kidding you. A little bird, a little tiny bird, ended up inside of our house this week. It kept trying to get out through a closed window. It came in through the garage. We left the garage door open as we were bringing in some groceries, and the bird thought that it was his opportunity to come on in. 
And so there it was trying to get out of our house and trapped between the window and our blinds. Now, without getting into too much detail, I was eventually able to get that bird outside, but it reminded me of a story of a radio host of yesteryear, Paul Harvey, that I want to read to you. It was told about a family on Christmas Eve and how one member nearly missed the gift of Christmas of Jesus. This family had a tradition where the mother and the children would go to the Christmas Eve service, and the father, though, he would stay home and read the paper. When the family returned home from church, they would all gather and open up their presents. Now, the father, he was not an evil man, but he just couldn't believe in the childhood stories anymore of God coming as a baby in a manger. So as the family left for church, he opened up the newspaper and began to read by the fireplace. Suddenly, he heard a tapping on the window, and it was a bird flying against the glass of his window, trying to get out of the snow and into the warmth of his home. The man had compassion on the bird, and he went outside hoping to bring it in. As he approached the bird, the birds just flew against the window even harder. And pretty soon, the bird flew into the bushes below the window. Half frozen, yet too afraid to be caught by this huge man, the more the man tried to reach for the bird, the more the bird flew frantically into the snow and thorns of the bushes. After a few minutes in the cold and seeing the bird continue to injure itself, the man yelled out in frustration, what a stupid bird, can't you understand that I'm trying to help you? And the man paused and thought, if only you understood, you wouldn't fly away, if only... If only, if only I could become a bird and get you to understand. Well, just then the church bells rang as they always have on that hour. But when the man heard the bells this time, he fell to his knees and began to cry, saying, Oh God, oh God, I didn't understand. Oh God, I didn't understand. Please forgive me. You see, God's Son came in human form that we might understand from where we have come, for what reason we were separated, and how we could be restored to God. Jesus came into that little manger some 2,000 years ago to rescue His fellow Jews and to take that hope and light to the ends of the earth, even here to Rock Hill, South Carolina, to everyone everywhere. But the sad thing is, is they didn't accept Him. His life was a gift that was never received. Let us be careful not to miss the gift of Jesus this Christmas. Let me ask you a question. What would it be like tomorrow if you had all of your gifts under the tree, all of them with your name on them, and they were sitting in your, at your at your feet, and you just stared at them, but you didn't open them. You, didn't, you just set them aside, and later on, you just put them up in your attic or someplace and left them there, never experiencing the joy, never experiencing the blessings, never experiencing the fulfillment that those gifts would bring. Now, that sounds silly, doesn't it? No one would do that. But that's what folks did back then. And that's what folks do 
all the time today. You see, they're missing the gift of Jesus. Now, I'm sure you'll enjoy some exciting gifts tomorrow, but I don't want you to leave today without being offered the greatest gift that could be received this Christmas season. Not only that, but I would love for you not only to have it offered to you, but I would love for you to receive the gift. Don't miss it. Jesus was born into the world for all people. That means you today. No matter what you've done, no matter how far you've come, no matter how unworthy you feel, Jesus came to rescue you and me. He came to free us from our sin that is holding us in bondage. He came to shine the light of hope and peace and joy and love into your life today. Don't miss him. Don't miss Jesus. Instead, receive him into your heart today. You see, it's one thing for me to give you a gift, but it's another thing for you to actually open that gift. John goes on to tell us why this gift of God in Jesus Christ must be opened, opened, and it's in John 1, verses 12 and 13. It says this, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. You know, today... It's a fact we've all been born into an earthly family. But when we receive Jesus, we become the spiritual children of God. God becomes our heavenly Father. And in Him, there's some awesome benefits. In His love and mercy for us, He forgives us. And thank God for His forgiveness. Amen? He also provides for us. And thank the Lord for His provision. Thank the Lord for his guidance because he guides us. And thank the Lord for his protection because he also protects us. As children of God, we are spiritual siblings of Jesus who is the son of God. And because of this, we inherit the same things as Jesus. We inherit an eternal home. We inherit a resurrected body. We inherit joy unspeakable and full of glory. All of this and so much more we inherit. I bet you'll not find that under your tree tomorrow. You'll only find what I just described at the foot of the cross of Calvary. So this Christmas, don't miss the light that has come into the world. Jesus has come to offer us fullness of life if we receive him into our hearts. God longs to dwell in your heart today to have a relationship with you today. God came in the flesh to dwell with you today. His name is Jesus. John 1.14 says it this way, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and full of truth. You know, there's something important to notice in this verse. Jesus is called something else besides the light. Jesus is also referred to as the Word, and you'll notice that's in a capital W because that's not just his, that's just not what they call him. That's his name. He's referred to as the Word. 
Jesus is the Word because He is the fulfillment of all that was written about Him. All the prophetic promises are made true in Christ. And we get to see God's Word in the flesh. We see all the glory of God in one man. If you want to know what God looks like, you don't have to look any further than the incarnation. Jesus is the perfect representation of God. And He came full of grace, full of truth for you and for me. Receiving Jesus today is as simple as opening the gifts that you're going to be opening tomorrow. It's just that simple. It's already been done for you. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Pretty simple. Believe, then confess, and then receive. I would like for all us to pray a simple prayer right now whether you have Jesus in your heart or not, I think it would just be a great, great moment for us right now for all of us to give our hearts to Jesus. Let our lives be a gift to Him. Let our repentance, let our commitment, let our relationship with Him be the best gift that He'll ever receive. And it'll be the best gift that you'll ever receive as well. It's a win-win. Would you pray, just bow your heads with me right now and just pray this prayer out loud, all of us together. Say, Jesus, I thank you that you came to this earth as a little baby. You grew up and you died for my sins. And so today, I believe in you. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and I confess my sins to you. I repent of my sins and I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I receive you into my heart. Won't you come live in my life and be my Savior and be my Lord? I thank you now that I'm saved. I'm a child of God. I received the gift of Jesus, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Listen, now, here we are, all of us today, as we've prayed that prayer, as we have believed in our hearts, as we've confessed our sins, as we've received Him as our Lord and Savior, guess what we get to do? We get to shine the glory of Jesus from this place out beyond the four walls as we received him in our hearts and he shines his light in our lives. He makes us new and it's not just that we have the beauty of Christmas that's shining into us. We also have have the beauty of Christmas shining out through us. Have you ever seen someone that has the beauty of Christmas shining out from them? You know what I'm talking about. All you need to do is look around. You can almost tell who has Jesus in their hearts. They just, they just glow. You ever seen some people and realize there's just something different about them? Their countenance is different. Their smile, their attitude, their response to things, their outlook on life, all different. That's the light of Jesus shining out from them.
It's easy to be overwhelmed by the pain and suffering of our world. It's easy to allow things in our life to cause the light of Jesus to dim. But there are opportunities all around us for us to shine the light of Christ. It reminds me of a little boy who forgot his lines in a Christmas presentation. His mother was up in the front row to prompt him, and she gestured and formed the words silently with her lips, but it didn't help. Her son's memory was blank. The gestures weren't helping. Finally, she leaned forward and whispered the cue, I am the light of the world. The child beamed with great feeling and a loud, clear voice, and then he said, my mother is the light of the world. You know, we laugh at this cute story. We realize that there's some truth to it, though. Because you see, you may be the only Jesus someone else sees. Jesus is the light of the world, and he wants to shine out that light through you today. So yes, my mother is the light of the world. My father is the light of the world. I am the light of the world because Jesus in me is the light of the world through me. Sometimes we don't even realize the kind of hope and peace and joy and love that we're giving the world by the light we shine as followers of Jesus. When we love others, when we serve others, when we encourage others, and we live our lives like Jesus, the world will notice. So as we close our service today, we're going to sing a couple of songs together. As you entered the service today, you received a candle. I hope that Everyone in this place has one. And in just a few moments here, I'm going to light my candle. And then I'm going to share it with one person on either side of the sanctuary. And then what I want you to do is to take that flame and pass it to the next and pass it to the next. With the goal being that all of us in this place will light up this room with candles You see, though you may just be one light in the world, it may not seem like it's going to do much to to shine against the power of darkness. But when each of us are filled with the light of Christ, when each of us shine our light, the light becomes powerful. That's what Jesus wants us to do beyond these four walls in this sanctuary church. There's a light the light that needs to be shown from these four walls, out from these four walls in our day-to-day. So what I want you to do is, if you will, stand with me this morning. And I want you to let this visual illustration of what we're about to see be reality in our lives in our day-to-day going forward. I want what you see here today as this light begins to spread that we would all share the light of Jesus with everyone, everywhere. Let's shine our light so that people can know Jesus like we know Jesus. When each of us shine our light, we can overwhelm the darkness. Lord, we bow down in the manger of our hearts today, and we declare you as our Savior and our Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of who you are, of what you've done for us. May we today, tomorrow, and every day of our lives 
remember you as the most unbelievable, blessed, important gift that this world has ever experienced and will ever experience. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. As we leave here today, <clears throat> may the gifts, <clears throat> may the Christmas gifts remind us of God's greatest gift, His only Son. May the Christmas candles remind us that Jesus is the light of the world. May the Christmas trees remind us of the cross upon which Jesus died. May the Christmas cheer remind us of Him who said to be of good cheer. May the Christmas feast remind us of Him who is the bread of life. May the Christmas bells remind us of the glorious proclamation of His birth. May the Christmas carols remind us of the song the angels sang, glory to God in the highest. And finally, may, may the Christmas season remind us in every way that Jesus Christ is the King of all kings. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.